Jaxie, what is your thoughts on the on this podcast that Lenny and I are doing, and what do you think it should be about? Are we recording now? Well, he used my first name, so I can't <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Tyler. Uh, <laughs> I think it should just be about relationships. That's what I think it should be about, and what you've learned about them, and how you maintain them, and how you intentionally aggravate them, Lenny, and please ask hard questions. Please go further into you know how Lenny aggravates. I think anyone who knows Lenny knows that he tries to drop the question bombs. You know that maybe really explode your brain or or say something controversial, not necessarily that he even believes, but just that we'll get the Don't conversation. Don't trust anyone who uses a coaster. <laughs> like that. <laughs> also, if it gets a laugh a quarter of the time, he'll say it. <laughs> Gets a laugh like thirty percent of the time. <laughs> It'd be cool to see you guys interview some people too, though. Yeah, I want to interview a lot of the people we know that are doing stuff in Billings. Um, other like small business owners or just people who do stuff. Like uh, I saw Grace Young today. I thought, oh man, just even like Corey and Grace Young, mm-hmm. that'd be great. Just like these people, yeah. these people we know that are doing things in Billings, like pushing something forward. They're not, they're creators and not just like consuming things. And to get, we know so many of those people are we're super lucky and to get a lot of their ideas and just hear what they're thinking and put out, uh, put out to like the listeners, like the cool people and the cool things that we know in Billings and be able to share that. And I, don't know. And I think not just the, what they're doing and those cool, but like, their story. Yeah, why? How they met and what makes them passionate about what they're doing gives such more depth and relevance to what is happening, you know, and who those people are. I think it's the main reason people tune into podcasts that are repetitive interviews and things because you you learn something new about something that you, whether you cared about it or not before, now you know the why behind it and that's kind of cool. What are you passionate about? Tyler. Aww. <laughs> What are you passionate about, Lenny? <laughs> People. Yeah. Yeah, like <clears throat> that's what you said it. four years ago when I interviewed you. <laughs> so boring. So, so boring. So predictable. Get a new mm. shtick, Lenny. Yeah, I mean, I like making coffee. It's fun, and I want to keep doing it. And it's awesome, but it's awesome because it's a. It's kind of a unique place where people can get together and discuss and share ideas. And it just gives people kind of an excuse to go somewhere else. Um, And then when you can gather groups of people together, then that's when kind of the magic happens of people all hanging out together, being in the same space, sharing ideas and life experiences and why do you like to rock the boat? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think ever since I can remember, even in like elementary school, I would just like do the thing. One, to get the attention. <laughs> and two, to break up the monotony of having the same thing every day. Of like, 
Yeah, I don't know. This, I think ever since I've been born, I just very, have a very low tolerance for repetitive day mm-hmm. in, day out activities. Yeah. <laughs> and so I want to like shake up other people's worlds as well. And so, you know, finding the 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 bit of information or the question or whatever that's going to like make them at least for a split second think like, oh, maybe if the thing, the reason I thought this way was totally wrong or why does this person think that this is not not the case and like like so even if i believe what i'm saying or not just to watch someone else like process through like oh what if my daily, what if my the way i think about things every day is incorrect All i right. think it's just so great oh what if i actually like am libidinally invested in trump as president <laughs> What if I actually love to hate him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And therefore need him. <laughs> Is this a conversation you guys have recently had? Yeah. yeah ish. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. My mind's always revolving around that a little yeah. bit of like, hmm, maybe I actually kind of like this guy more than I let on. Mm. You know, and but I think that I would argue that a lot of people are kind of that way. Like, we want drama in our lives. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So if he goes away, I mean, how boring... I mean, how boring would it be if Biden becomes <laughs> president? Oh my gosh, I, don't I don't know. know. He's, some, he's don't got know. some he's pretty gonna... hilarious stuff, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, There's that, that, that yeah. might be great, too. Yeah. Makes me I think just... of that Office episode when they're just doing all the boring stuff, all the logistical things, and then Kelly screams, I'm dying! <laughs> And then I was quiet for a second and then just keep going. <laughs> we create drama if there is none. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Trump has done a good job of filling that need. Yeah. Yep. I would say. I mean, it's a, it's a reality TV show. It is. It's like just the next level reality TV show. <laughs> I really want to know if people in other countries think that well, the people in this country think that those are the two best country leaders <laughs> like if someone just like the average citizen and country wherever be like the people in america think that these are the two best <laughs> leaders in their potential leaders in their entire country no. i like to think that they don't actually no, believe that don't. i mean although <laughs> there's i don't know but there's not a lot of options when it comes to political leaders yeah. in every country yeah. and i think most people identify with like it's mostly out of our hands Oh, actually, I was well, talking with somebody. Sorry, I'm going to jump in. Oh, well, I was just thinking that it, it it mostly is subject to our desires for drama. And so mm. people like we drama. We get what we want. Yeah, <laughs> we get what like we even want. in those countries <laughs> then end up getting what they want. And this this makes me think, like when you brought up the reality TV show thing of like Trump being a re- reality TV show host who became president... Okay, have you guys watched any of like Andrew Cuomo on on Cuomo uh, his brother's no. th- thing on CNN? So when when I was with my grandma and, and she was close to passing, mm-hmm. I would watch CNN constantly and Cuomo at night on CNN. I really like that guy, but he would have on his brother, so they're brothers, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. It was like watching a... It was really bizarre. Like, yeah. you, you're going to have to look up some... I'm sure by now that there's some, like, awesome YouTube compilations of <laughs> their awkward banter. Like, 
like brotherly feud back and forth where I'm sitting there like uncomfortable, (laughs) but kind of like, oh my gosh, I have to. And so, and now people on the left are starting to look to Cuomo as somebody who they hope will maybe even replace Biden Hmm. as a opponent to Trump. Hmm. And I think it's the same, whatever the factor is, that makes Trump appealing, I think people on the left also find that possibly in Cuomo. Sure. There's well, there of... has to be a little bit of what, we, what we've what we been looking at and seeing and seeing. Then you start to think, like, even though people who, like, say they abhor him, when you see that similar behavior, but in, in the opposite of what you think, you know, then you, you're like, that's not acceptable. Right. You know, but I'm like, oh, my gosh. None of it's acceptable. <laughs> no. If my yes. children behaved this way, I would, they would be in trouble. You can't that's, talk that way to other people. and you can't. That's why so many people, yeah. so many, like, people kind of, like, in my family, like, might say, you know, I can't stand Trump as a person, but God, I, you know, love his politics. Mm. I almost want to say, I don't know that I agree with his politics, but I have to admit that I kind of like him as a person. Mm, interesting. Because... It's so fun to kind of be on the side of the bully. I, I like. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. That's how it is. Yeah. But I just have to admit that that is kind of the truth. That you identify with bullies. Yes. Wow. No. no that no, is fun, that to it's fun to be on, on the side of it. The bully. It sucks. It sucks. I mean, it sucks okay. when you are at, yeah. at the the receiving end of the bully. Yeah. That is not fun at all. But oh my gosh, it's really fun to be on the side of yeah. those bullying, you know, the, the well, down. It's, it's just like that, the winning tribe the, mentality. Yeah, yeah, you know, fun. so it's just like the, this tribe is beating I, out that tribe. And if you're on the tribe that's winning, yep. you feel a lot. I mean, assuming you don't, you can remove your care for other people or the right, less, right? or the people that are being yeah, uh, maybe an afflicted on them. Yeah. Just that our very base nature of like some like to win, to take, yeah. to have the things, you know. I hated Tom Brady for so long and then I just at one point realized like it's so much more fun to be a fan of Tom Brady and <laughs> to, 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 to be on the side to feel good every time he wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> So I feel like this is going to take us slightly on a different topic, but yeah, co- yeah. coffee shop conversations, someone was <laughs> bringing up, I think it was just yesterday, actually, um, that there was like communism and like, has there ever been a true communism? And one of the best meme of COVID times has been uh, a little pop up and it's like, how are you enjoying your free 30 day trial of communism? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the idea that like, all of these governments turn into like dictatorships eventually and that the American system has built in this like it has to change over like it's in in the structure like you have to change over and that two is the minimum number of things that could change back and forth so it's like even this like having these political parties (laughs) has reduced like we're like everything tries to go back to a dictatorship and we've got to like as close to that as like the changeover rules will let us like okay we'll just go from one to two and then from two to one every time like since there is only two options but still there's a, like, a consolidation of power and like now there's just like two political parties and there's only two options because there's still this rule of like well it has to change every time well if i have to change every time well 
consolidate as much of it as we can. <laughs> you know, it can't be ten different things that it can pick from. But now, like, I, don't know, I just thought that was interesting to think of. Like, so when it changes of power, when it changes back to say like a Democrat as president, it changes back to somebody with less sort of authoritative power. Is what you're saying? Oh no, I just Where I'm you... saying that like any like all these governments and like or like even like communism was like supposed to be from the people and it like ends up being a dictatorship instead that like America got like as close to a dictatorship as we can with the rules that we have in place. Like the two party system has consolidated as much power, like become as, you know, dictatorship centric as possible, but they're not allowed to like always have the power without an election. And so it's like, instead of having one, one person or one party that now rules everything, the rule says you have to change every once in a while, so they've reduced it to the minimum number of changes, which is just left to right or right to left, and it's still this like consolidation of a bunch of ideas down to just like two potentials. I don't know, I thought that was more insightful than you two were looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> just the yeah, just the consolidation of power from like of power to as little people as possible. Yeah. To be fair, I had to plug in my Mac halfway through oh, yes. that, <laughs> so I got a little distracted. Hmm. Yeah, so it really doesn't change as much as we think it does, though. I think. Yeah, and that if we didn't have, like, you have to change every once in a while built into the rules, it would just also be some other dictatorship right. again. You know, and we've got to, like, mm. as close to that as the rules will let us by having just two consolidated power parties. Okay. Do you identify with being a bully as well? Uh, no. Oh. I'm not saying that I identify <laughs> with being a bully. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying that I have to admit that it... And, okay, just to be fair, I remember when I was, when I was little, yeah. I was on the side of the kid who was being picked on. When you'd like I, go to stand up for yeah, him? Yeah, I remember specifically doing that. Mm-hmm. My, my friend, uh, I won't say it, but I had a friend who... He was always late for the bus and everybody would yell out the window at him, mm. like, run, like run forest, run right, basically. Right. And he, I remember he got on the bus and he's walking down and everybody's like, seats taken, seats taken kind of thing. And I'm like, Hey man, sit, sit next to me. And, and, but he's like, got his hackles up so much right. that he kind of barked at me mm-hmm. and then realized like, Oh, sorry. Like, yeah. That, that's like a really distinct memory mm-hmm. that I have and, and a few other times like where the injustice that I felt uh, watching someone be treated or watching yeah. him, him oh him mis- in particular yeah be yeah. mistreated yeah anyways yeah just a good guy you're just an all around good guy yeah. Tyler <laughs> do you speak up you think or you I mean you're definitely not a bully do I speak up? To For me? injustice or side with the little guy or do you identify or want to? I, I don't know. I do really like the, like, asking the asking the question that hopefully, like, sticks in people's brain and they think about later. Um, I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of a good example. But instead of just directly saying, oh, because I think, I mean, anything you say against what somebody believes you, they instantly are more defensive about mm-hmm. but that's why yeah. comedy is great and that's why like discussions are great or like and like I like parables like when you tell a story and then you're like you're siding with one thing and they're like oh wait 
in this story, I'm on the opposite side of the person in the parable that I'm actually yeah. rooting for. And so just those are the, the sideways ways of coming at, I think, some of our like main like built-in thought patterns that let us... They're the only things that really let us come to a different conclusion than the one we've already come to. Because if someone just comes up against your idea directly, yeah. you just you double down on the thing you already believe. I think people who are actively trying to become better, maybe everyone bristles, but then the more, um, I guess the more intelligent you are, the more you can lean into that bristling and, and figure out why am I doing that? And be more peaceful about that. You could still believe what you believed before, but instead of having that defensiveness pop up, you are one. You you know more why it felt that way and why you wanted to react that way. And at least, yeah, I think it's one of those things that comes with practice as well. You know, it's you have to have some reason to start to think like, oh, hey, I'm every time I feel so defensive. I'm going to lean into that, you know. Yes, you have to be taught that first of all, and then you have to practice it every time it comes up because that's just like. So much and then it's also important to remember that when people are, uh, you know, saying whatever they're saying, it's through that filter, their filter and their experiences. And it, it, it does have to come back down to relationships because you don't know the injuries or the hurt that they're coming from or that paint their world experience that way and makes empathy absolutely necessary quality to, yeah. to rock the boat the way that you like to. Because if you do that and then, you know, just... You know, a silly example is your flat earth thing or whatever, you know, but like someone who struggled with intelligence their whole life or feels stupid, you know, that it can, it can come across as just like, are you, are you dumb? Do you think I'm dumb? Do you, you know, and if they're angry at it, it's easy for you to dismiss that reaction as, you know, I don't mean getting too into it, but just like, it's just so important to whatever someone's reaction is not for you not to get defensive. And then to also go, they're coming from someplace. You know, this is stirring up something in them. That's why they have this reaction, you know. And not to give up on people. Because, man, I've come a long way. And I was just having a conversation with a friend. Um, we were talking about... Are, do we, we don't name names in here. Well, I, a, I don't know why I... There's a pastor that was my Bible teacher in high school. And I remember I wanted to be... I thought teachers were supposed to tell you what to think. And he was one of the first teachers that really Mm. taught us how to think. Mm. Um, But it was infuriating when I was in high school. I was like, this is... Everything you've been trained is like... Yes. And we were talking about aliens in Bible (laughs) class. And he's like, well, what does that make you... What do you think, Jaxie? And I was like, "This no, no. Like, you don't ask students what we think and then just shut it down. You you know, Either just tell me or... You know, yeah. And, And so that was really interesting. And it was a whole semester of him just really making us think and defend what we why we believed that and it was really frustrating for me because up until then and especially you know yeah i've just been i was told this is what we believe and how we think and so to have him challenge that it took me years to appreciate it though i never liked him (laughs) and then you know and now looking back and so it's i think it's important not to give up on those conversations or people you know but have I ever told you about, uh, I think of this quite often as I'm trying to make decisions for myself and, and it's like, I just can't seem to find anywhere that, like, I can't offload 
the responsibility of the decision to anywhere. Mm. I think of yeah. this this story a lot from uh, this was I guess uh, John Paul Sartre who um, told of a of a young guy coming to him and saying uh, this was back in like the nineteen forties I guess it would have been and he's like you know, should I go fight in the war? His two older brothers had been killed in the war. Should I go fight on the front? Or should I stay home and take care of my dying mother? And basically, Sartre says to him, you're going to have to make that decision for yourself. And there's really nowhere that you can look to other than yourself to to make that decision. And you're going to have to own up to that. You have to take responsibility for that. Um, that just, it sounds like your teacher was basically oh, right. yeah. saying the exact yeah. same thing to you. And he also had, I mean, he had a bit of a smirk about it too. Just like, I think another part of his, his piece about it was that I needed to, yeah, that I needed to find peace about it, but to open my mind to more possibilities. Mm. I think he, the way he wanted to teach in the limitations he had in a small Christian school was pretty big, you know? And so that was his way to rock the boat, I guess, Mm. you know, is just like, let us entertain these wild speculations so that we could talk it out and start having conversations with people that we really disagreed, you know? And, and uh, there's this one kid and he just kept saying, well, I don't see why, like God is so infinite and so vast. And so he, of course he made aliens. And I was like, I mean, my tiny little brain was like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was just, he might as well have just started talking like a baby. I was like, oh my gosh, you're so stupid. And you're so, I don't understand why you would, you know, and now I would love to go back in time and have like, have a conversation about it and, and not take everything so seriously. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But when we get in this, like, we think we know what we know and then we're like, this is the, this is truth and right. nothing will bend from it. I think that's a really, you have to lean into why you're at that place, you know, I think. Yeah. It comes down to that, like moralism where they're like, is a true, like, there is a correct and incorrect answer and you have to stick to the party lines on what those are. And you also, yeah, there maybe in your mind, you know, there's a correct and an incorrect answer. And then you have to figure out how you will react when you do the incorrect thing. Hmm. Cause you will. Yeah. And why you even believe what you think is the correct thing is the correct thing. Like, cause you can just go down your whole life and just be like, this is the correct thing mm-hmm. and never, take that internal deep dive of why do I believe this is the correct thing? Because, and it's scary because what if you come to a conclusion that you don't like or that that doesn't line up with what you want to believe is like, this is the the only truth. Hmm. It seems like I always remember thinking, I think that there is some sort of an absolute truth, but if I knew it, I would never be able to argue to it. Hmm. and like it will be completely relative subjective to me actually you know i was wanting to you know write down different things that we should talk about on the podcast i think that the difference between relative truth and subjective truth is something that i don't think a lot of people know what that difference is right and when you said it to me i was was like oh yeah that's good it's very different it's subjective truth is the kind of truth that you've taken in and it shapes the way you move. And and 
Well, I'd have to brush up maybe a little bit on, on some, like, if there's just one passage from Kierkegaard that basically, it's like, if I read that, I'm like, oh yeah, now I get it. Mm -hmm. I, I remember the difference between the two. Yeah, um, we'll do that. But I, I distinctly remember, you know, a lot of discussions when I was young, in, in high school at least, I guess that's not too young, but like, with my parents, and it was always about like, kind of like, is there absolute truth? And then... Like, well, if there's not absolute truth, then on what basis are you saying that? Like, are you, is that true? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. But I think that there's some kind of a nuance in there of, uh, I just remember always thinking, again, what I said was like, I believe that there is a correct truth out there, but I don't know that I'll ever be able to argue to that using words and i i think that's actually what from what i've learned about like immanuel kant he basically in his book the critique of pure reason basically argues that using reason alone you can come to argue you can use arguments that come to just as strong of conclusions that there are that there is absolute freedom and you can come to just as strong of a conclusion that there is determinism. Mm, yeah. And so you come to what he calls antin antinomies. And so then he says, basically, we have to set aside reason um, as a way to move forward. And then Hegel, this would be for a whole other yeah. podcast. <laughs> Hegel stacks comes and along stacks. and says, well, no, you've actually had some sort of an insight into reality itself. So Hegel wants to make an ontological claim, which means he wants to say that being itself is somehow bifurcated or divided in that sense of it's not one thing or another, which is like a complete divergence from all of philosophy, which is basically grounded upon like first principles of like a thing is what it is that, uh, the law of non-contradiction of a thing can't be one thing and another. Yeah. But Hegel wants to make the, <laughs> like an ontological yeah. claim of like yeah. that there's actually a law of of contradiction that and there is some compelling evidence of like that the more we kind of learn about science of like are some things a wave or are they a particle like Schrodinger's right. cat is like that whole concept is based on wait a minute is this is this uh i don't know how i don't know enough about this maybe you know a little bit about schrodinger's cat but like but it's, can't yeah can something be in two different states at the same time right you know yeah uh, that kind of thing. well and like i said going back to like truth like we're just one human's experiences of truth so like truth is bigger than everything we have like one perception of looking at this thing that's bigger than any of us and so even arguing how you see and how you've interacted with this truth that's out there is going to be like it's subjective to your experiences as one human being when you said the truth is bigger than anything what did you mean well, it's bigger than any of our one experiences so if truth like it's like if truth if exists truth is and it's out thing, there well, yeah, so just if the concept of truth exists and it's out there, we only have one human's experience of that thing, of truth. 
and so any other human's subjective experience of that yeah or it's kind of like the elephant you know the blind people with the elephant or whatever right. like everybody's yes. touching a different part and they're like trying to explain what it is yes and it's bigger than any of them and they're too lim- their perception is too limited to explain the entire thing and so that's the other thing like when you're when you're talking with somebody or coming at somebody with like another a disagreement of what you know of of ideas sure that doesn't like I said, it comes so much down to like their their life so far, their yes. what has happened to them, how they've interacted with truth, and just saying like, oh, my position is correct and yours is incorrect by right. default. Like that's yeah, it seems. I was just curious if you were saying I, I couldn't I just understand what you're saying now. I wasn't sure if it was truth is the the biggest thing that we have out there. Oh, that would be that truth is very important to you. The truth. Yes. Oh yeah, you're right. Truth is very important to Lenny. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying that lies are important to me whatever, or whatever the opposite mm. of truth is, but <clears throat> I think it's one of those sticking points in our relationship is like, well, the default, like the whoever wins is the person who is like just got the right answer, the truth. And nothing but the truth, so help you God. <laughs> Whereas empathy or humility uh, yeah, and yeah. caring about what the other person's feeling first, and then the truth can tumble out later, that is not the order of events. You're right. That is very against my nature. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Elliot is the same way. Our mm. middle child is very... The truth has to be the first thing. And there's... No getting around Which, it. Yeah, you're right. Isn't the best when trying to no. interact with another human being that no. has emotions. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tyler? Is being right really important to you? Hmm. Oh, I don't know. You, Not to say I, anyone I feel wants. like maybe you guys would have a better perspective on that of like if that's important to me or not you know i don't think it is if somebody think was, you if know somebody, it if you well if somebody was married to me they would have a better sure you know what i mean yeah like i'm you know how like we're too close to ourselves to really know ourselves sometimes like when you ask me a question like that i'm like yeah i, I don't know right you have to ask somebody yeah who knows you podcast call out if anybody feels like they want to take that position to for science <laughs> yeah Right. So that we know. Yeah. <laughs> so that we can know. Just for science, not out of any love or anything like uh, that. We need an answer to this top question. Tier, I just need somebody top tier to marry Patreon me. followers only actually yeah. can apply to that. Yeah. That um, could be the next level one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the top one? Drew Americano or something, and then it can be Mrs. Murphy. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the real Mrs. Murphy. <laughs> I don't think you do, though. I think it's. I think you care about people's feelings more than being right. Oh, that, is, yeah. that would be my yeah. gut reaction with you. Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah. That would be what I would probably want. Yeah. Um, you know, this makes this is maybe a little off topic, but one of the thoughts that I've heard that this would be another podcast episode that we could maybe dive into but like the difference between humans and animals i mean there's lots of differences sure. one that we can quarrel that i mean that's pretty amazing yeah. that we're appealing to some higher something animals have communication but they don't have language communication would be that a bird chirps and it means something to another bird yeah so it it's a it, it connotes a, a meaning 
it uh, transfer transfers information. information. But humans can say one thing and mean another. Oh, sure. I mean, I mean their mm-hmm. mother. Mean their mother. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, that's the difference, is that language means that you can tell the truth and lie while you're telling the truth. Sure. And that is pretty interesting and unique. Yeah. Like, yeah. but I think we should say we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'd have to do more research into that concept. Even the fact that we care well. that there's a true that there's a correct or incorrect yes. thing. Like, we should even like, yeah. Well, that right. That's the yeah. difference between like humans can quarrel and animals just fight. Sure. Like, war is the inability to quarrel. Is the inability to have a quarrel or to have conflict in that sense. Like Just I can't even stand the other thing. Yeah. I can't even stand to argue with you about like who's right or wrong. I just have to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good different topic. Yeah. Just communication in general could be a, it's a, that's a lot of topics oh, to jump that. into. Well, we were kind of talking about that earlier. You know, I think Lenny, you were kind of hinting at maybe the only way that we can get an idea across and, maybe change a person like Spinoza says the only way that an emotion can be counteracted is with another emotion. Mm. Um, and in the same way, the only way that we can communicate effectively is through indirect communication. Right. Right. So a joke or something like that or a parable. Yeah. Um, and there's this joke that I love that I think gets at this really well. So, there's a little boy who is praying with his mom and his grandma and uh, they're sitting around the dinner table and his and uh, his mom says, honey, will, will you pray for us? And so the little boy says, God bless my mom, God bless my grandma, and God, get me a bicycle for Christmas. And his mom says, honey, you don't have to yell, God's not deaf. And he says, I know God's not deaf, but grandma is. <laughs> <laughs> so the only way to get what you want sometimes is through indirect the communication. Indirect, uh, yeah. yes. So prayer, I've noticed, I mean, God, <laughs> don't you hate that? Like when you're in a prayer circle with somebody and you're like, oh my God, can so you just would, tell this to me? Stra- yeah. Like, yeah. Just be straight with me. Oh like, something they would never say yeah. to you, but they'll... <laughs> Pray it to the Lord well, around you. I don't you know, know if they still have these yeah. or not, but when I was growing up, my mom was a part of a prayer chain. She'd get a phone call oh, with yeah. an emergent need or a need that someone in the church called the prayer chain, mm-hmm. and then she called so and so before the so internet. And so called, you know, yeah, before pre-internet, and it just turned into a gossip chain, you yeah. know, and yeah. it was like. <laughs> This need turned into this forty-five minute conversation of speculation, and then you, you know, and it, you know, that the game phone or whatever, yeah, or what is yeah, it? Yeah. You know, where <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder from the original prayer request to the last person on the prayer chain, what happened in between? Yeah. You know, but yeah. Wow, I, the the different needs that they're praying for right, along the way, right? Yeah, must be pretty fun. But there's a lot of it. God must be like game. going, like, wait, what is can, okay, one of you decide what you're going to ask for. <laughs> a lot of a lot of gossip happens in the name of prayer. Yeah, that's really funny. Well, I've really enjoyed this. I yeah, I want to just keep talking with you guys, but maybe we should wrap yeah. up this this little podcast episode. Probably get on time. Yeah, uh, Jaxie, 
Um, Close the sound prayers. Are <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We pray for us. <laughs> we pray for our listeners to oh, support yes. us on Patreon. <laughs> Mrs. Murphy, if you're and listening, indirect. <laughs> Just feel the tugging of the spirit. Yeah. This was really good. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming, Jaxie. Yeah, I didn't contribute much. Yeah, I'm right. excited to see you guys get more organized. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I have to say, yeah. thinking it. But I like the idea of a lot more topics out there. Maybe if you, Do you guys have this on a place people can comment? Maybe ask the people what they want. What do they want to hear from Lenny and Tyler? Yeah. Oh, man. I think a lot of people are going to love uh, interacting with Lenny on the sense of, like... Lenny's just a wise old coffee sage here in Billings. That's true. She, um, she's probably not the one to agree with you on that. I think you are your wise old coffee sage. Yeah. Who doesn't like to be wrong, ever. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of good <laughs> truth to offer people. But yeah, um, I guess, where, what would the best way? If people want to send emails with yeah, ideas or... Yeah, so yes, we, we actually have uh, yeah, Lenny and Tyler at gmail.com. Okay. You can just ship off anything to us right there. Patreon.com um, yep, forward then, slash Lenny and Tyler if you want to become a supporter of the podcast. And then, yeah, you can do some, some more interacting through, through those two platforms with our listening audience. Cool. Feedback. All right, and I always end, I always ended my podcast with what my dad always said, which was, "Be good to yourselves." <laughs> <laughs>